information provided on this podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. All information, content, and materials available on this podcast are for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Cultiva Law. Now, without further ado, here are your exquisite esquires, Mio Asami and Fabiola Jimenez. What up, squad? It's your favorite cannabis attorneys, Mio and Fabi. We're back. <laughs> for, for another educational episode, y'all. We're going to be talking about semi-boring, but also incredibly relevant. So we'll see how we could do it. Incredibly relevant. I mean, how many? Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it is very relevant. It was hard to work through, but it was incredibly relevant. Yeah. No, I mean, it is boring because it's just more sh- shit that, like, our clients and just industry participants have to, you know, abide by and, and comply with. So it's shitty. So, yeah, but, yeah. It is shitty. But if you haven't guessed by now, we are going to be discussing the PACT Act today. But before we get into it, Mia, what's our weekly word? Our weekly word. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> it is uh, vapor. Va- va- why did I say it like that? It's vapor. Yeah. It's- um, <laughs> so vapor is defined as, this is according to Wikipedia, by the way. So vapor is defined as a substance in the gas phase at a temperature lower than its critical temperature, which means that the vapor can be condensed into a liquid by increasing the pressure on it without reducing the temperature. Critical thing here about vapor is that it's different from an aerosol. Which we had a an aerosol about this, didn't we, Mia? We did. We did. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure I fucking aer- wrote about it. <laughs> I'm sure we. I mean, I think we have like a 30 minute discussion on is an aerosol a vapor, vice versa. What are the differences? So, okay. So, yeah. what? So, what's an aerosol? So, so the difference is that the aerosol is a suspension of tiny particles of liquid, solid, or both within a gas. So vapor is a gas phase of a substance, of a molecule, or of a, of a chemical, or whatever it is. So vapor is a gas phase, whereas an aerosol is suspending those uh, that, that liquid or solid, or both, uh-huh. within a gas. So the way that I think of it is that, like, if you have, like, hairspray, you, like, shake up the hairspray, you can hear the liquid inside of it. Um, which is the liquid, and then when you spray it, that liquid turns into tiny particles that get suspended within the air. Mm-hmm. It's an aerosol. It's an aerosol oh, spray, right? Oh, um, whereas vapor is like a cloud, where you're thinking of like that's water in its gas phase. Um, yeah, that's yeah. The way so I not think the you so <laughs> have to have the same. Battle to the death, and Mio and I had about vapor versus aerosol. So, thank <laughs> so yeah. So our weekly word <laughs> is vapor. <laughs> yeah. So as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about the PAC Act. We're going to go through it and do a quick brief overview, and ultimately try to help you guys out understand something that um, I think is incredibly relevant and has a very significant impact in our industry. So, um, without f- further ado, what the hell does a pact? Act stand for me. <laughs> <laughs> the PACT Act. Again, I. It's. It, this is boring. I know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> um, it stands for the Prevent All Cigarette Trafficking Act. For some Which reason, is- I had. I thought the C stood for children, so it was so like child I. trafficking, so something <laughs> or other. It was fucking. <laughs> I mean, if, you're, if you're trafficking children, you have a, have another totally different 
fucking problem. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so it stands for Prevent All Cigarette Trafficking Act. Um, it's actually existed since 2010. It's It's been around for a minute, a hot minute. What, like 11 years now? So, um, and it does a, a multitude of things. Um, it it has, like, requirements for registration, um, at reporting, delivery, record keeping. Um, there's penalties for if you violate the PACT Act. Um, it gives the ATF inspection authority for um, stores that sell cigarettes and things like that. Um, so, again, when it, when the PACT Act first came into came into existence um, in 2010, it was more about solely about cigarettes and tobacco. Um, and so that was, you know, mainly it didn't really touch our industry uh, because tobacco is just not part of our industry for the most part. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so nobody yeah. really cared. Nobody gave a fuck. It was just like, whatever. It's, it's there, true. but we don't care. Um, however... At the beginning of this year, um, the PACT Act was amended, um, part of that giant, that giant, giant bill that gave us all stimmies at the beginning of the year, um, in, included in that, in that From Daddy giant Biden. bill. Did Daddy Biden give us the stimmy checks? The beginning Daddy Biden did give us, he, he did give us one. That was the one that he gave us, yeah. Uh, Daddy yeah. Biden. I call, I call him Poppy Biden, <laughs> and I have to say, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to endow him with such a term of endearment. I'm not a huge fan. But anyway. Um. <laughs> I, I'm trying. Look, it's Poppy Biden. We don't have too many years left Poppy in, in <laughs> But I'm, I'm trying to get another another skinny check oh, from him. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so now, so the amendment, so in, in that, in that bill with Poppy Biden giving us stimmies, they also amended the PACT Act. Um, that was not the Poppy P- Biden friendly. <laughs> <laughs> like we all know Joe Biden smokes weed, bro. Like, let's just be real. I yeah. mean, uh, you know. Everyone does. Uh, everyone smokes weed. If you want yeah, to be a closet yeah. smoker. I that's mean, he might, he might. He might pull a Clinton and say he didn't swallow, but you know. Who knows? <gasps> oh. <laughs> Wait, swallow, inhale. I meant inhale. <laughs> oh, great. Next, next time on our show, Monica Lewis. Anyway, somewhere we just said. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so they amended the Pact Act. <laughs> Back to business. <laughs> they amended the Pact Act. Um, so now it includes vapes and vape parts. And that's why mm, now see. our industry is like, oh shit, what is this pact act and what is happening and what do I have to do? So, right. um, yeah. So now with the inclusion of vapes and vape parts, we're like, we're stuck with this in the, in the cannabis industry too. Right. Right. Cause it's, I mean, it's definitely, it's far reaching. I mean, the number mm-hmm. of vape stores that are out there are clients that, that produce vape and vape related products. I mean, it is absolutely devastating that we've been included in this. Yes. Yes. So back so to, about, yeah, let's talk about, I, I want to talk a little bit more about like, so they talk about AKA the, the ends products. Like what is, what is that? And like, what, how does that particularly affect um, people in our industry? 
Sure, sure. So ENDS products, another acronym, real, real clever with this one. Not really. Um, it stands for <laughs> Electronic Nicotine Delivery Systems, a.k.a. ENDS, E-N-D-S. Um, ENDS products, which are defined as very heart far reaching, like you said. Um, it's defined as any electronic device that through an aerosolized solution delivers nicotine flavor or any other substance to the user inhaling the device. So it includes so like everything. So it's the vape itself. <laughs> yeah. So any electronic device, it includes the vape itself and any parts of that device. So it includes the vape, the, the, uh, the carts. If you make empty carts for vapes for someone to fill it up with, you know, oil or CBD or anything like that, you're also subject to this. You're, I mean, that's an ENDS product, right? So you're subject to that. Um, and it's any device that delivers nicotine flavor or any other substance to the user inhaling the device, which is huge because again, even if, even, even though nicotine is in the name of the actual product, it's not, um, it's not Just exclusive to nicotine with- products. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I could have, yeah, I could have uh, a vape cart with what, just CBD in it. And then it's, it's CBD oil and it's still, you know, subject to the PACT Act. It's mm. crazy far reaching. That's incredibly invasive. I think it's incredibly invasive. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's, 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 the, the, the act way... itself is like, Yeah, so, I mean, the act itself is, like, trying to, again, it's, like, prevent all cigarette trafficking. It's because of Vapegate. It's because of, you know, those little children that were smoking USB joints, and they've just, like... From someone that they bought from in a fucking back alley. I'm sorry, little kids, but, like, if if y'all were smart enough to buy drugs (laughs) from someone in a back alley... Yeah, but, I mean, it's, like... This is just life. It is what it is, and you will not survive and, yes. and, and children and are idiots, right? And so because it doesn't taste like like typical cigarettes, it's just, it. you know, sometimes it tastes like bubble gum. It tastes like blueberries or whatever the hell your flavor is. Um, they smoked a shit ton of it, and they all got sick. And then this shit yeah. came happened because, so basically, your kids ruined it for all of us. <laughs> yeah, your nasty kids. Your nasty kids <laughs> fuck some shit up for us, y'all. Can you please have them buy Fucking drugs kids. like an adult at the store? <laughs> Appreciate it. Get us into trouble for no fucking reason. But no, but like all jokes aside, I mean, Babe Gate really had nothing to do with the cannabis industry because everything really pointed out really bad actors that were not licensed under our regulatory landscape, you know, which is that's what people fail to discuss or to understand or to even bring up as they're having discussions about Babe Gate is that. You know, it's not everybody. I mean, we had clients specifically mm-hmm. said we have never used, is it the acetate or whatever that is, that additive? Like, we've never used it. We never wanted yeah, it's like vitamin E or something like that. Yeah. 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 It was something weird. And so it's like we, we had clients proactively say that's never been in our product. It's never going to be in our product. And we're standing by the purity of our products, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is, it's a very clear indication that the people that were very much involved and were causing and wreaking havoc on our little baby's lungs was that were these incredibly <laughs> bad baby people that lungs. were selling drugs in the alley. <laughs> little baby lungs. You have to fuck some shit up for all of us. Thanks, Jacob. 
Short for Jake. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob is short for Jake. Is it? I don't know. But it's I mean the opposite. <laughs> Jake is Jacob. short for Jacob. <laughs> Jake Jacob. We all know what he looked like. We all know what he looked like. Oh yeah. Fake, on some fake Jordans. He yeah, his pants are too tight for him. His hat is not on backwards. <laughs> he hasn't taken that fucking sweater off in like four days. And it smells like it. He got a hand-me-down Subaru. Yeah, he got, he got a hand-me-down Subaru. One hundred percent. One hundred. You got to scale at the gas station. Like, he all fucked this, it up for the rest of us. Really, all this legit fuckery that worked up for the good peeps. And I'm, just, I'm gonna say it. If y'all don't like it, it is what it is. It is what it is. But I'm it not. is what it is. So anyway, that's what happened, and now it's now we're suffering the consequences. <laughs> Us, as in industry participants, are suffering the consequences. Um, and but, we gotta, but, we gotta, we gotta break it down and comply. We gotta, right. we gotta follow the rules now. <laughs> so, so now that we know that the PACT Act is like here, it's there. This is how it's affecting us. Like what? As we're moving through it, I mean, what are the big issues? Like, what are some of those big high points that? we have to be aware of and our clients have to be aware of. Sure. So they, um, I think the biggest thing that caused a lot of our, in, a lot of our clients and just a lot of industry participants in general to freak out was this prohibition on mailing ends products through the USPS. Um, mm, okay. So the USPS um, was no longer allowed to ship these products um, directly to the consumer, and I think also to businesses um, as well. Like they, they're just per, they were banned basically from shipping mm -hmm. them. Period. Mm -hmm. um, and they were supposed to actually like promulgate rules around this, um, and they were supposed to do that. <laughs> like I said, like this this act got you know amended in January of this year. Um, and they were supposed to promulgate the rules in what April the USPS was supposed to, mm -hmm. um, and they still haven't said jack crap about it. So <laughs> it's like, oh, everyone's just kind of like waiting on their toes. Like what is, what's happening with this? You know? So it really, without those rules, all it, all the impact act still stands. It's, you can't mail it through the USPS. So, um, the, I mean, again, the ban has been delayed because the rules hasn't been haven't been published, and it's it's just this, it's a mess. It's basically a mess, is what it is. For mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, per that was that was kind of yeah, that was peruge, obviously, yes. So that was kind of the 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 primary and biggest issue um, that really stood out to most industry participants was this mailing pro, uh, mailing ban prohibition, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's also this, there's also a few other kind of requirements that are now, um, being put on people who sell ENDS products. Um, that includes things like registration, where you have to submit the registration form to the ATF, which is, um, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. It's a federal uh, what? No. Um, <laughs> so you gotta, no. you, you gotta, you gotta submit your registration with them, which is admittedly a simple form. It's a very simple form. It's a one pager. They just have to email. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, in addition to registering with the ATF, you also have to re register with the attorney general, the U.S. attorney general. Um, and that's at the, f at the federal Cheap. level. Cheap. So, 
Yeah, more, more, more formalities, more just kind of mm. bullshit mm. things that you have to loop, not loop, but like hurdles that you have to jump through to continue on with your business, you know? Why can't they just um, peace and just, I mean, I've <laughs> never, I've yet, yeah, I've, I've yet to, <laughs> to meet, I mean, well, I mean, some people have some real fucking issues that I cannot uh, yeah. decipher. Um, <laughs> however, someone that's like semi-normal and semi-mentally stable and smokes weed, they just want to chill, dude. They just want to chill and eat at home. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe have, or even someone who doesn't want to smoke weed. I, I smoke CBD carts all the time. And it's like, yeah, y'all are y'all are putting this on my like the people my suppliers do. <laughs> That's what I'm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, how fucking dare you? How like, I don't even get high. It's like I'm just trying hard. to fucking chew. I just it's like, look, my my right knee hurts, my left knee hurts, my elbow. Yeah, is numb. like I need drugs. Just trying and to get you to cut the check. <laughs> Damn it, we're so. <laughs> I was looking for some place. I know she was totally. I could feel it. it was weird. I could feel it come. her like just, I just need an opportunity to get the bada ding bada boom. Cut the check. Fucking did it. See what I put okay, up anyway. with. Everyone? See what I put up with. <laughs> anyway, so you got. <laughs> so, you so then we do that. So, uh, so the mailing uh, issue is the big one. We, yeah, we mailing issue. Feel- you got to register. So there's also what? there's also now reporting requirements. Well, I, no, you got, like, no. <laughs> yeah, you got to report your shit a lot, a lot of it actually. Um, so you have Why? to file a statement with the attorney general <laughs> and the tobacco tax administrators of each state that you ship your products to. Um, so, dude, do you know do you know how long it's gonna take? Do you know how, do you know yeah the whole process? Yeah, do yeah. you, know you ship to all fifty to- states. That's 50, 50 wow. statements that you got to file. I can't, I can't even call certain states like you know their their governing bodies like the Secretary of State for X state or whatever because you're right, right. on hold for like seventy five minutes before someone takes right. your call. They don't know shit, and then they hang up on you. Like yeah. that's that's bureaucracy, and so they're adding another layer. So they're gonna tell me you can't mail your stuff anymore in a traditional way. I mean, by the way, the I don't know, the USPS is kind of not doing well and you're going to take away another revenue stream. Sounds, yeah. Yeah. Sounds weird to me. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just this like thing, right? I was it actually, so sorry. I stand corrected. It is, <laughs> there's 38 States that require this right now. Um, 12 of them are still kind of like, eh, I don't give a fuck. You can, you know, whatever. Um, you can ship into my state and not have to report. That's fine. Um, but 38 is still a lot. That's still a lot. Dude, you're going to register. Dude, E38. Try like, filling out how, 38 driver's license applications. Tell yeah, me, no, exactly 38 though. is a lot. Exactly though, and that's like, and that's exactly how it's going to play out. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to ship to these 38 states, and now I need to report taxes to that state. Okay, well, how do I report taxes to that state? Right. Or how do I file these statements? You got to register as a foreign entity doing business in that state. And then you also have to get, so you have to register. So that's money right there in that state, right? As a foreign mm-hmm. business. Right. And then um, some states might even require you to have a business license that goes mm, along with your right. foreign entity registration. Right. And so that's, that's right. more money that's down, you know, that you that you have to pay for. Um, and then on top of that, finally, after you do all that registration bullshit, then you can pay your, or file those statements um, and pay the taxes that each state imposes on the ends stuff. 
It's a, it's a hot mess. 38 states? I mean, that's just like... I can smell the non-compliance already, and it's going to be <laughs> non-deliberate. Like, they're not... People aren't doing this because they don't want to. They're, they're going to be missing these reporting requirements. They're going to be missing paying these things. Right, and, right. And I can see the fees piling up. I mean, this is... This and is it's exactly also like an enforcement nightmare. Yeah, but this, is, this is exactly the situation that they want to create. Like they want to create an environment that is so hostile for these type of products to be on the market, but people just start pulling out. But one thing that people forget, especially the regulatory actors, is that people are going to buy their fucking drugs one way or the other. You know, I rather have <laughs> smoke vapes and chilling at the balcony and be like, you know what? I can't smoke a vape. How about some heroin? I, and, I, and I feel it, and I feel it slipping that direction, like comic looning. I mean, but I think I'm it, right. It is. It, it it kind of it goes against um, the idea of like, hey, we're trying to like lift these bans on these things, or actually make it, you know, make some things more accessible. Um, but but by making ends products so far reaching, it's totally hindering parts of the industry that they didn't even fucking consider. Right, right. I mean, when the batteries, you're, you're just inducing people, yeah. you know what I mean? When batteries, well, yeah. This yeah. Some toy that I'm shit selling now. Like, you're right. instead of people right. wanting or, or, or trying to be forthcoming and honest, they're creating the exact environment that, that, that they don't want, right? Or that they yeah. automatically assume people that are in. Well, like, yeah, like, hi, I just make, I just make the, the, I just make the heating coils for those vapes. Like, can you, (laughs) uh, you're not, sorry, you're not exempt because that's a part of the vape. And so it's still part of it, you know, it's like looking crazy. It it is, it is absolutely wild. It's, it's yeah. And then like having to pay the taxes. Yeah. And you know, some States, I'm sorry, but they, California, (laughs) Um, they have like really ridiculous taxes on these things and they just have really ridiculous taxes in general. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, yeah. Ridiculous as in they're, they're, they're real fucking high. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're real, they're real <laughs> fucking high. <laughs> so if you, if you sell to California, you still got to register as a foreign entity there. And that means you still got to pay the minimum, um, tax kind of payment, um, that they require for all businesses. Um, and then on top of that, you got to pay for the, um, the, the ends products that you actually sold into California. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, we have clients now that are, that, you know, are doing business in in different States and even that is a shit show, right? Like making sure that they are paying their excise taxes in these different States. And I mean, and and we're not at this level of of intimacy, you know, so this is wild. This is absolutely there yet. Trying to take me to fucking whole base, and I'm like, I'm like comfortable. You didn't buy me dinner first. You didn't. (laughs) I like it to be wine and dine before I get fucking brush my hair. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now, (laughs) now now that now that I've been the bearer of bad news, (laughs) Bobby, you want to tell me what do you what do you you know after hearing all of this, what do you think are good kind of things to implement within the business or to help our, help our listeners and our, our people out, you know, to sure, help sure. either avoid and survive the PACT Act, whatever it is they need sure. to do. I, I think the audience would um, not disagree when I say, and, and I should petition, maybe start a GoFundMe or, or, or something, but you know, <laughs> I personally go see Papi Biden and talk to him about this and, and <laughs> my two cents. 
Here you go, puppy fighting. Honestly, that's puppy honest. Puppy I think that long term solution wise, I think that is, um, that's. I mean, that is something that needs to be considered, right? Because I think is, so. It's it's too much. It just doesn't make any sense. I am so sorry, but like you can't have cannabis as a whole industry say like, oh yeah, this is exactly like tobacco. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't yeah. cause cancer. Yeah, yeah. I, that's point blank. There we go. There we it go. It actually helps helps minimize cancer. <laughs> and yet, it minimize the spread. So yes, but then you know, here we are treating it as this deadly pariah it's it's just awful yeah. but anyway so if you if we want to get and survive through the pact act um there's a couple of things that you can do so obviously you know we talked about mailing being the big issue some creative workarounds that we were discussing is maybe having just business to business shipping as like as local a, as right one, yeah like so local. you don't have to ship yeah yeah across the state lines or across the u.s obviously that's not going to work from some of our um, audience members and the way that they are running their business or wanting to run their business. But mm-hmm. that would be a uh, much, uh, just the, the first initial easy workaround to get around the mailing stuff. There's also sure. the other option of you of utilizing some smaller regional carriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd be surprised. Like I, I think you, UPS, FedEx and DHL are alike. No, we're, we're just, we're not even going to mess with this. This is like too much. You know, we have to, we already ship a lot of shit. We don't need to deal with this one more time, right? <laughs> um, so, however, this is going to create an opportunity for other folks to come in and be the, those, those delivery services that are mm-hmm. specifically tailored to the vape industry. And that's all that they do. They just deliver vape products and, and that's it, right? And so that's, so that's yeah. going to be an opportunity. There's also what I usually tell all of my business clients and as you're starting off with your business as for, for anything really is really to review your state's website for additional information. As we mentioned earlier, there's some states that are like, I don't give a shit, whatever do, do you, you know, this is just business. Yep. Uh, I'm usually 12 do states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's, there's only 12 states. I'm hoping some are like, I'm going to change this, but, um, but no, so look at your states, look out, look online, go onto your sec- your secretary of state. Um, and, and be, see what information you can gather from there. And that in particular really talks about taxes and like what tax requirements you have. Um, what are the thresholds for having to pay X, Y, and Z taxes in the state? I, you're going to have to have a discussion with the CPA or an accountant at one point, you know, obviously for, for tax purposes, but, um, look at what the different different functionalities are of having different entities registered for different states, having a foreign entity status in a different state. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not saying, please don't, please don't partake in tax evasion. I, I swear. Please don't. <laughs> if there's oh, one man. thing that the man will get you for is taxes. taxes. Ask, ask Capone. Ask. Yeah. <laughs> ask literally any gangster, man. I, they did, and I said yes. Get away with, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, the taxes will get you. It gets you in the you back. Get away end, with baby. killing people. You can kill people. You just can't evade your taxes. You gotta pay up. You gotta pay up. You're gonna go to jail. I'm gonna go to the jail. The man needs his cut. Bobby Biden needs his cut. Who am I to say? No? Okay, who am I to say no? It is what it is. Um, but yeah, so please don't partake in any sort of tax evasion. However. 
please be aware of what those tax requirements are because that's going to be the real crux of the issues that we're going to see clients dealing with. It's not going to be so much as like shipping. It's not going to be so much as like red, like registration or like reporting where they're really going to lay down the hammer is going to be on taxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're very informed and well aware of the situation, then you will be able to, you will be able to at least foresee an issue coming down the pipeline. And, And hopefully you have the right legal or accounting help you'll be able to kind of overcome that. But there, there really isn't any other real ways to overcome the PACT Act. I mean, they... I know, it's just, it's there. You gotta... go oh, invasive. Yeah, yeah. It's like we, 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 whether we like it or not, it's there and we just, we gotta learn, we gotta learn to comply. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. I don't want to, but we're gonna have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, up until I talk to Poppy Biden and see if there's anything, anything I can do. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, just joking. Jeez, I'm I'm sorry, y'all, for the for the bad news. I'm really sorry about giving you guys very little options on how to overcome this. But just know that you're not the only one struggling with this. There's going to be a lot of oh, struggle yeah. coming forward. A lot of new problems are going to arise that we actually haven't even discussed yet. Because as this PACT Act is implemented, it's going to be trial and error, and people are going to be messing up hopefully for the benefit uh, of some of these restrictions and some of these changes but nonetheless um be ready for the shit show that will come about from this yep yep okay awesome Uh, Awesome. i know i know and um without further ado what is our strain of choice well we got to talk to our house connoisseur right for that yes because (laughs) i just stressed the fuck out reading this whole script this sucks yeah, it's a fucking buzzkill. So let's yeah. <laughs> let's Chris. hear it from somebody who's, who's in a yes. much more elevated mood, if you will. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. What a strain of choices. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not exactly the greatest topic, but you know, it's good to keep our listeners informed. So, uh, as for today's strain, yes, let's get down to it. Let's check it out. So today we have the infamous DJ Shorts. Blueberry. Well, it's not exactly the one you're used to. It's a completely different phenotype. Usually this is associated with a indica dominant. Uh, This is actually a sativa dominant variety from prior to 1999, actually. It's a clone only that's been around for some time. Uh, Like I said, it's, it's an infamous strain. If even people that don't smoke know blueberry, or at least know of it. It was a staple that came around, I think, in the 70s, uh, as DJ Short was kind of messing around a lot of his land race strains from uh, Thailand and Central America. And uh, man, those, those those are interesting days, you know, uh, from what I can see in all the magazines. I'm not quite old enough to remember it in person, but I'm really glad that cannabis has come a long way since. Nevertheless, DJ Short is a West Coast legend. His blueberry is the blueberry. Uh, this one being the sativa dominant phenotype, as I said, um, it just kind of happened to come through a friend uh, who's held on to it for quite some time. And uh, I was just so amazed with it that I had to do this as a review. It's a phenomenal ride, and it's definitely a strain that everybody should try. So first off, I'm looking at... Um, the only way to describe this bud is that it's it's iridescent. It almost has like a glow to it and a bluish lavender tint, really nice coloring. Um, underneath that is kind of like a seafoam green uh, with 
quite a few copper-colored hairs, uh, actually quite a bit of hairs on it. Not as in a premature type of bud, just a lot of calyxes. Um, to that, the calyx structure is a little bit on the smaller side of normal, uh, more of the sativa kind of traits, um, but it does lead to decent density buds, which is nice. Uh, this good jar right here was cured to perfection, so all these traits are just that much more magnified. Um, that being said, uh, when I just opened up the jar here, uh, don't expect this uh, to be a stealthy strain. The moment the jar was open, the whole room fills with a sweet blueberry candy cascade. Uh, there's a little bit of spice and a smell outside is that quintessential skunk. Now, as you grind up the flower, uh, the smell kind of changes from that skunky sort of cannabis smell to more of a sweet blueberry, almost sensory overload. Uh, if, if blueberry juice was a widespread thing, it may actually be a thing, but if it was a widespread thing, this is what I imagine it would smell like. Uh, but what's interesting about it is underneath that, it actually has some of those Afghani roots in it to where you get a little bit of that spiciness, a little bit of that hashiness in, the, in sort of the background. Uh, but really, the fruit just takes it away here. It just kills it. So, um, you know, I, I went back to it a few times. Each time I had to pick out different terpenes. And, and it's really a unique phenotype. I mean, you've got chocolates in there. You've got floral perfumes. Of course, blueberry. The spices. Uh, almost like a, a sweet candy in there. It's it's very interesting. Now, to think that breeding, you know, these land race strains from Thailand and Afghanistan and South America and all these different things, they would come together and create this smell. Uh, that's pretty wild. Uh, I definitely tip my hat to the legendary DJ Short, his son JD that carries on his craft, and of course the local legends here in the Pacific Northwest kept this strain alive and kept it going for generations. What he's looking forward to is the potency. So, now this one may not tickle your fancy when it comes to high numbers. It is, you know, a high teen strain. It's not going to be, you know, some of these big monster numbers that you're seeing on the shelves, whether you believe them or not, but that's a different discussion. Uh, this one is absolute proof that numbers can mean very little when it comes to the effect. So while this is a mid-range strain, you're probably going to hit a pinnacle of like 18 legitimate percent. But these effects, because of these unique terpene profiles, I mean, it really gets you right in the front of the brain. It keeps you up while relaxed. Uh, if that's even a thing, it just made it happen. The effects from this are definitely cerebral. They're introspective, they're creative, and they give a general sense of well-being. The physical effects are definitely noticeable, though, but they are not sedating in any way. For a hike or a walk, this is a perfect strain, but expect to still get the infamous munchies on the tail end of your journey. So maybe walk to a 7-Eleven? This is really a great representation of back-in-the-day type of buzz. You know, the thing the old-timers talk about is, oh, you know, stuff's so different this day. I liked it better that day. Well, this is actually something to give you the potency that you're looking for as far as an effect, but in just a different way. I mean... Strains these days are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving what we're doing up here in Washington, what they're doing in Cali, everywhere. They're, they're just absolutely taking this to the next level. You know, the U.S. is the new Amsterdam. We're breeding everything we can, making everything we can. That's great. But, you know, maybe during all these crazy times, we could use a little bit of old school. I would rank this as a calm, creative, uplifted, and happy strain. That's kind of what I take away from it. Um, now, uh, you might be wondering where you can get this, if it's still around, if I just have some super special friend that nobody else has, well, kind of. I mean, I got it from a super secret special friend. You don't have to, because I believe it's here. 
this can actually be found out in the stores, at least here in Washington, for sure, I've seen. Um, it, I believe, is sold as Lemon Hoko's Blueberry, uh, based on uh, a, a great breeder from the Pacific Northwest that's made phenomenal strains and actually worked with this in them. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Look for it. Tell us what you think. And uh, Fabi, Mio, back to you. Thank you. Mm, love it. Love it. Well, thank you so oh, much. Well, for- straight from our house can of sewer. Total respect. Total respect. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And thanks to y'all for listening. You can find us per usual on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at Cultiva Law. You can find me on Instagram at Fabia Cultiva Law. And I'm on Instagram, Mio at Cultiva Law. As well. Go ahead and shoot us some questions. We actually do get questions on our stuff. So um, please feel free to reach out. Happy to help. Yeah. Yeah. All right, like y'all. and follow. Subscribe. Enjoy, leave reviews, like. all that good stuff. <laughs> I know. It is what it is. All right. Thanks, Alrighty. y'all. Thanks. Bye. Bye.